0: how can we practically in the church strike the right balance, if that's even the right phrase, Um, how can we be authentic without being a bit over (laughs) Unless we're meant to be over in which case talk about that. (laughs)
1: Probably you know where this lands for you, Rich, Uh, and everyone else. I I think you probably know where it lands for you. You know which end of the spectrum you are more on, whether you are more likely to, in conversation with others, um, hide what's really going on inside, uh, say that things are fine when you know inwardly they're not. Um, I guess you, you know, if you're being honest, whether you do like to portray an image that isn't the reality of what you're really feeling or who you really are. And if that's you, um, I, I would push you to, to let people see who you really are. And I think it, it, probably it goes deeper in that question in terms of why do you feel like you need to wear a mask? Why do you feel like you need to hide who you really are? Uh, why you feel like you need to uh, impress people or or be someone that isn't who you really are. Uh, And if that's you, I guess my advice would be get to know Jesus better and get to know his acceptance of you more and be more secure in the fact that he loves you for who you are and out of that, let people see who you really are and be more truly who you are. So, for you, I don't think there's a massive danger in terms of saying, drop the mask. I I think it will be something you'll cautiously do, but be real. Let people know when you're struggling. Um, For those who, um, the the other end of the spectrum, in terms of absolutely gushy, in terms of everything that's going on in your life, in reality, I don't know many people like that. Um, Maybe I just mix with a certain type of people, I I don't know, but... I think my, my advice to you would be don't put a mask on. Um, but at the same time, you just want to pick the, the right time and the right place in terms of divulging what's going on. I think um, I would want you to know this is a safe place where you can be real and people hopefully won't judge you. Um, please don't judge people. Um, I think our small groups, our life groups, are a great place to to splurge what's going on. I think sometimes with, with a close friend or uh, if you want help in a situation, grab one of the leaders in the church and, uh, and splurge everything out. Um, uh, yeah, I guess I'd, I'd want to say be real. And so I'd, I'd be very reticent to say put the, the mask on. Um, and it's the rest of our responsibility in terms of handling what people say uh, with kindness, with grace. Sometimes it's the time to chip in and give advice. Uh, sometimes we just want to listen um, or introduce them to someone uh, else in the church who might be able to help them. So, yeah, please, don't put on the mask. Drop the mask.
0: Will do. <coughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, Job done. <laughs> any, uh, any questions from the floor? Any kind of thoughts or things on the tip of your tongue? We, I will be completely authentic. We don't have another question at this point, though I have one. Person. Oh, here we go. It, yes. uh, it's one question. We were having a bit of discussion
2: rather than the question, I feel. Saying the first two phrases on your first slide are often at divergence with each other that, that the church, which is the group of people, I believe, um, have to be tolerant. At the same time, the church has to have a moral compass and be able to say what mm. is right and we 're tolerating maybe within our own church, presumably, people who are, who are doing things which are right and doing things which are wrong and two completely different. but at the same point, we have to be seen to set the example and say what is right yeah. and so often in the media we say we might say, "Yes, we as a church say this is right and this is wrong, um, but we should always tack on there, but we 're still working at it, but mm. that doesn 't hit a sound bite, mm. so the church is saying this is what we're all supposed to be doing, this is what you mustn't be doing, but actually in society we're not getting it right, and then we are being hypocritical if people believe that we're implying that we've got it right.
1: Yeah. Uh, Although you couch it by saying that's not really a question, but a statement, a a few thoughts spring to mind, uh, kind of bouncing off that. I I think you read the Gospels and some of the illustrations I gave, Jesus was very upfront and full-on in kind of his rebuke of people, but they tended to be the religious people or the people who claimed they were something and they weren't. It was the, the hypocrites, the religious leaders, the Pharisees, um, teachers of the law that he tended to to, to go after and confront. Uh, and those who I mean, the, the term in the Bible is sinners, or, or those with errors in their life that clearly would be out of sync with the teaching of the Bible, those tended to of the people that Jesus sat down with, ate with, embraced, um, showed most kindness and grace to, I think historically in the church, it's been the other way around, that we've tended to kind of have a fierce voice towards people outside the church, but way more accepting of sin within the church. Um, And I I think read through some of the letters in the New Testament, 1 Corinthians, for example. I think Paul goes after this. He, He says, you shouldn't be quick to judge those outside the church community uh, but you should be way quicker to, to, to judge immorality among yourselves. And so I, I'd want to flip it that way and say, yeah, we, we must confront um, behavior that's inconsistent with a life lived in obedience to Jesus as Lord within the church, outside the church. I would suggest our message must be one of we welcome you, we accept you, this is a safe place for you to come. Because here's the thing, I think often Christians will lay a moral code or a standard of living on people who don't know Jesus that uh, without knowing Jesus, they're never going to be able to live by. Uh, And really, I think we want people to come into a knowledge of Jesus, come closer to Him, experience Him, and through experiencing Him, I think that's when life change happens And I think we're quick to lay, you must live like this and do this and do that, and then you're worthy to come. No, we accept people, we welcome people, we draw people in, regardless of what's going on in their lives, because it's only meeting Jesus that will change them. Uh, And that's what I mean in terms of the process and the journey, uh, and sorry it wasn't me it was, it was, it was that uh, and we want her to, to meet jesus and so we welcome people come closer draw in this is that this is a place where it's safe for you to be whatever's going on in your life we're not going to judge you not going to say you've got to do this before you can come in the walls of the church doors of the church however we our, our aim is for people to meet jesus and in meeting jesus to trust him and want to follow him and then change that's a process i think that's the way i'd i'd, I'd come with that statement
0: Brilliant. There is a few moments left, and one question coming on the text. In the context of church family, how should we wisely handle any hypocrisy we see within the church? Um, well, the example of Jesus is he,
1: he was pretty blunt with it. Um, I guess we, we want to be clear of why we're confronting it and Hopefully, the aim is to win the person rather than to make out that we're better or superior or we don't approve. I think in in, in addressing or tackling any area of sin or wrongdoing, we want to win the person. Um, And so I'd suggest handling it with love, with grace, with tenderness probably not you brood of vipers you are you disgust me that's probably not the the tact to take with our brothers and sisters and friends in the church it's more a even on the back of that talk that Jonathan gave I I want all of us to 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 be better at at being real with one another look I, I know I struggle with this and I'm really sorry if I've portrayed this image to you but I just want you to be free, to be real with me, and sometimes it feels like you're putting on a bit of a front a mask. You don't have to do that with me. I, I accept you. I love you. Be real with me. Be honest with me. You want to appeal to the person, reach out to the person, win them, whilst con- confronting them and helping them drop the mask rather than making them put it on even more strongly because they're frightened of what you're going to say to them. So this is family. So yes, we do address things. We do confront things, but to win people, not to crush people,
0: So another couple of questions have come in. Um, Firstly, with so many priests and vicars and pastors being adulterers, frauds, and charlatans, how can we have confidence in Christian leaders? Um, I think when
1: you've been exposed to something that is bad or harmful one can perhaps tarnish everyone with the same brush and say, well, therefore, every leader is like that. Um, i don't appeal to you, if that's where you're coming from, um, to try to believe the best um, because the, the Bible says that God puts leaders in positions of responsibility uh, for our protection, for our care. And Yes, it is awful when leaders abuse those positions, but God does still set leaders in positions of responsibility for our good and so first I'd appeal to you to try to see beyond your bad treatment and pray for the leaders of the church here pray for other leaders you know that they will be part of the solution part of the answer part of the mending of your bad experience Um, I think sometimes when we see the bad it helps magnify what the good can be as well um, and please, again, just to say, um, none of the leaders of this church are perfect, um, and yes, we, we, we try to be accountable to one another and to others. Uh, we'll, we'll regularly have in private conversations like the ones I just modelled up front with Rich in terms of trying to help one another walk in a more godly way, um, and we, we take this really seriously, but that doesn't mean that we can't fall, uh, and so would please pray for us uh, and be quick to, with love, point things out, can share concerns that you have for us. We, this isn't the kind of church where the leaders are kind of up here and unapproachable. No, this is a family where uh, we, we can have the tough conversations. So please approach, please ask questions, please challenge, please confront, please pray for us, and believe that what God has set in place for the church in terms of leadership, it can be a good thing, even if you've experienced the bad. And we have an opportunity to model something different here, um, to a world that's suspicious of leadership, we have an opportunity to model something that is more healthy, and that's what we're trying to do.
0: Brilliant. Um, we may not have time now. It's now a flurry of oh. questions, but we'll try and um, do at least one, maybe two more. Um, it's a great question Come in. I, I imagine many of us here are wearing designer clothing or expensive jewelry or have a brand-new car that we didn't need when there are cases of severe famine around the world, millions of people starving and without clean water, is choosing to spend our money on seemingly unnecessary items in the knowledge of such tragedy, hypocrisy? So in light of all the need in the world, is spending money on the phrase seemingly unnecessary items, hypocrisy? Um, it can be, and it might not be. Um...
1: I think Jesus would would always drive down to the state of one's heart. Um, And, uh, again, he would see beyond the the outward appearance, good or bad, and not assume, well, this is happening, therefore it's bad, or this is happening, therefore it's good. He'd always look at the human heart. Uh, And I'd say, uh, whether it's in uh, issues of materialism or, or anything else, the state of our heart is the important thing. Um, are we getting our identity from what we wear, or what we drive, or where we live, or the latest gadget we have, or is our identity in Christ? Um, if our identity is rooted in Christ, um, and if our security is in Him, and if we uh, are blessed with plenty, but not reliant on it for our satisfaction in life, and would be okay if everything was taken away, and we'd still be secure in Christ, what? Well, I think that's the heart that Jesus is looking for. Um, I I think um, we we need to be careful ourselves that we don't make assumptions of other people in terms of, well, if they do this, well, this means they're that. Uh, The heart is really important. Um, I I think uh, taking the question on a little bit, faced with the need in the world, it can just be overwhelming, can't it? Um, And you think, well, where do you even start? Um, and maybe this isn't quite what the question was asking but I'd, I'd say well let's try and live doing for the one what we'd like to do for everyone uh, and whilst we, we we can't feed or clothe everyone in the world it'd be nice if we could but probably most of us haven't got the wealth or the wherewithal to do that But let's do for the one or the two what we'd like to do for everyone um, and uh, as a church there are initiatives and projects that we do that try to do that, but let's not hide behind that and think, okay, well, the church is doing that, so I don't need to. Uh, Let's be an army of individuals who uh, are opening our homes and using the things that God has blessed us with to be a blessing to others. Uh, Let's be generous with what God has given us and use all that God has put in our hands as wise stewards, uh, with kindness, with generosity, to be a blessing to the people around us. But ultimately, it comes down to our heart. So the answer really is yes and no, but it depends on the heart.
0: Brilliant. Um, For the sake of us finishing um, vaguely on time, I think we're going to pretty much draw stumps there.